Hey, uh, Sukhada, thank you very much for uh, coming on the um, podcast. Uh, it's very nice to see you. Uh, it's been forever, I think. Yes, I've been seeing you after, I think, first time I'm seeing you after uh, leaving Belgium. You don't, you have not, well, you know, you, you look exactly the same that I remember from uh, uh, from medical school. Uh, <laughs> you know, or even, even better, actually. So... <laughs> Now, let's get on to these um, questions. Um, you know, just can you just tell us what you were doing before you joined JNMC? Like, where were you born? Where did you go schooling? A little bit about your parents, your siblings. It'll be nice to start off with that. Okay, I was, uh, I'm from a small place called Pijapur, which is quite close to Belgium. My initial uh, schooling has been in a very good school uh, Sainik school. Really? You heard about it? Yes. Okay. So, the, uh, it was a nice place to study. I mean, the foundation at Sainik school is really good. Uh-huh. And uh, we had all these uh, um, principals and all were soldiers, right? So, they would come in with full uniform and we would see so many things. We had uh, horse riding and we used to see the rifle shots, the boys doing all that. So, yeah. it was nice. Because of that, I was, I actually wanted to become, join the army. Wow. That's what I was looking for uh-huh. when I was a kid. But then, yeah. of course, things changed. <laughs> things changed later. Tell me about Sainik school. I mean, this is something that I came to know recently. I think uh, Ravi Nemgoda was in Sainik school, right? In Bijapur. Yes. See, uh, the Sainik school had uh, two sections, one primary and uh, the senior school. The primary school was a co-ed. Uh-huh. But the senior was exclusively for boys. Ah, okay. So you went so to Ravi primary school in... Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was in school. So primary, then, is, uh, primary is still what? Sixth standard there? Yes, still sixth standard. Then we had to move out. For, no, we had to move out for the sixth. Till fifth, which was in Sainik school. Uh-huh. And then sixth, I had to go to some other school. And uh, plus one and plus two, which we call it as PUC one and two. Yeah. That's where I... Sanjeev Kati. He was in my classmate then. In uh, Vijapur, in uh, yes. sa- sa- right. Because I always thought, because your last name is Udupa, I always thought that you are from Mangalore area. So see how I was, yeah, I was yes, mistaken. Yes. But then you I'm settled on. You're settled down yeah. in uh, in uh, my Bijapur. dad was uh, my dad was a maths and science teacher. Uh-huh. So he was in Vijapur. Okay. So my middle school has been in the school where he was teaching. Uh, okay, how was that like studying in your own dad's uh, school? Was that strange? It wasn't strange. In fact, um, it was uh, people were more partial towards me, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> you had no problems with that. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. So that was in middle school, and then high school. You was was your dad in the same school? Yes, he was my teacher for some time. Okay, I was so very you- strict. He taught you math and science. Yes. And then, and then you went to the same college or PUC college. We call it college, right? So as Sanjeev yes. Kati at that time. And then you came yes. to JNMC. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> In a small world. So you kind of shared your school with Ravi Namgoda. Whether you remember him or not, but at least you were there. In no, that, he, was, in the, yeah, I mean, he was in senior school, no? so I was not his classmate any time. 
So he joins Ken Senior School. Okay, we'll we'll talk about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> when I get to him, <laughs> and then and then Sanjeev Kati was your classmate. But that's still it's quite a small world. And then you came to uh, JNMC. So yeah. before before JNMC, did you have any brothers sisters? I have two sisters. Uh huh. My sister, uh, she is in US. She is an engineer. Younger one is a dentist. She is in Bangalore. Okay, so one in Bangalore and one in the US. Okay. No yes. brothers. No brothers. No brothers. No, no brothers. brothers. Okay. And so now in JNMC, so you come and join JNMC. Um, I suppose you started staying at RC Hostel like most other people. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I came to JNMC and then I guess I was in RC Hostel. But uh, unlike others, I was with seniors. My <laughs> roommates were yes, okay. And my wing was all seniors. Okay, were you getting ragged more because of that, or were you protected yeah. more? Protected <laughs> or ragged? It was like okay, indifferent rather. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah, though that is uh, kind of rough to be put in with um, with not people of your own badge. No. I ended up being with only seniors, but this is okay. But I used to be all the time down with uh, my class group. Oh, okay, so you could come down to the ground floor and then uh, stay with yeah. stay with the batch. So who were you hanging out with? Were you hanging out with most of the time with seniors or uh, classmates? Classmates, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, who were they? I used to be with uh, Bharti, Malini, Sujaya, Sumuki, Sunita, Pratiba. The big gang. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bharti and I even went to post-graduation together, no? Where was that? We went to- it was in uh, Bangalore. Both okay. of us did. So, and Sujay was doing in uh, Minto, Minto Hospital for a while uh, of that. So c- tell me a little bit more about your JNMC life. You know, you were very studious. I know that, you know, when I, I know, think I was, of you, there are a few people I always box in a category. And it's you, Geeta, Sutar. You guys were incredibly bright and hardworking and stuff like that. So I want to know the other aspect of you guys. <laughs> I wasn't hardworking, but yes, I was nerdy. That I know that. Uh, the thing is, uh, initially when I joined in, I, I was told that it is so tough, this, that, so probably I studied a lot. Then after that, I became like the rest. In, in fact, you remember the first year my results were withheld? Why was that? My first MB results were withheld, isn't it? Um, for some reason, that uh, uh, my roll number was 127 in the sheets when they sent the anat marks till 126 they sent, and from the next sheet they sent 128. They forgot to add 127. There must be a conspiracy. Who do you think did I, that? <laughs> somebody, somebody did not want you to beat them in the anatomy marks. So, and then, yeah, so it was withheld. And then after that, it came back through, I suppose they sent it and corrected it. Yes. Yes. After that, after three months I got, so by then I think there was some division, your division, like all uh, government students were put in a different batch and all uh, private students were put in a different batch. So since my number, uh, I mean, I got the result very late. I went off to the uh, batch uh, with the Shalu and uh, Vijay Lakshmi. Uh-huh. Uh, they were at least claiming that they were the most notorious batch who, who used to be thrown out from each clinicals. 
Uh, and then uh, it was fun being with them. Even I, from being a nerdy person, I definitely changed thanks to them. So now, so now your batch moved, you moved, in, this was in second first. In second first, from being second in whatever, yeah, in second MBBS, you were put into a group which was having more, more fun. Um, Half the time we used to escape from the clinicals and go to Milan. Like okay. Milan, there was a separate room for us for to go and have tea. So you had a separate room in the back? Back, yes. Okay. And then so you could have tea and then you just chill out there and then... And the famous Mirchi Bajji. And was that like a regular thing for you guys when you were in clinical postings? I mean, here and there, every now and then we used to bunk and go. Uh-huh. It was it was nice. It was nice to be element to ex- get exposed to a different set altogether. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, um, what was your idea of fun? Uh, we used to go for uh, movies. We used to go cross the railway track and go somewhere. I forgot all those names of those theaters. And we used to go to these places <laughs> like Adina, Taiwan, Milan. All these hotels. We used to go to have food. Uh-huh. And I remember which we used to enjoy, we would walk and go very far somewhere to reach to a temple. Is I this, don't remember. Is I that, don't even remember AD, but then I, I used to love the trek kind of thing. Is that the military Mahadeva temple? Must be. That's why I don't even remember the God, but I used to love going there. Oh, okay. So that was in the camp area, right? So you had to walk across yes. the camp and and go through. Or there was another Ganesha temple somewhere on the highway. I think uh, Sunita temple, it is I'll ask and let you know. But that was one thing which I would love. Uh-huh. Uh, I had, we had this one very funny incident. You remember Karnayak movie was released at that time? Yeah. Uh, and the... It was not released in Belgaum, but it was released in somewhere nearby places. And a lot of guys from our college had gone there to see. And mm-hmm. then it, when it was released in Belgaum, it was quite some time. So we all girls decided, a group of us decided to go for the movie. Yeah. And I was in, and they were in different, different departments. And we couldn't communicate with each other. Uh, Arvinder was supposed to book the tickets for the movie. But then I think... Uh, her dog died or something like that and she didn't book. Uh-huh. But I was not, they couldn't tell me that, you know, the movie plan has been cancelled. So and you went alone? I went alone. And when I went in, I was a little late. So I asked this guy, is there, is there a girl, group of girls? He said, go in. So I went and sat. I watched that movie all alone. <laughs> I during the interval that none of them are the interval I got I got up to search for them nobody was to be seen but the movie was nice I said what the heck let me enjoy the movie and yeah. I actually sat alone and uh-huh. this is the only movie I have seen alone and you have not so gone to a movie alone after that no never <laughs> why you didn't enjoy that movie no I really liked it but generally we end up going with one or the other person no? yeah Wow, I should try that. I've not been. I've never been to a movie alone, so I need to see how it feels like. Were you guys, were you girls, actually going out for excursions together, anywhere from Belgium? Yes, we once went to somewhere the, in Goa uh-huh. for a, a trip. I think it was with the boys. It was not only girls. Uh-huh. Girls and guys. We went. At that time, I was the hostel general secretary as well. 
so what we all did was we that uh, driver also was somewhat of our age only once uh-huh. we reached uh, uh, this um, goa we all played and called the driver also to join us i don't know who <laughs> called it the or the driver to join and then he also had a good time when he was driving back this guy st- uh, said that he is feeling sleepy uh-huh. i was so i was like my god that rc uh, hostel closes by 9:30 we need to reach early but then uh-huh. um, the boy told no 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 he is feeling sleepy so we have to allow him to sleep so we just pa- stopped the vehicle somewhere that fellow slept for a while and then he we reached the hostel after 9:30 was it okay you were the general secretary anyway you could open it yeah because i was the general secretary i had to go to the rector's house and i got nice shoutings uh huh so sukada can you tell us um now you finished your mbbs and then what happened after that post mbbs uh, i went uh, to bijapur for a while i was there preparing for the entrance and then uh, i got in my first entrance i wanted to do medicine or interventional cardiology at that point of time Uh-huh. so i joined uh, but then uh, i didn't do well in that entrance exam so i ended up getting gynec uh, so i went to this place called uh, rs uh, this thing in um, mysore for 3 uh, months uh-huh. jss uh, um, medical college uh-huh. but then i was not at all happy so i wrote all india entrance i thought no i will change i'll go back to medicine yeah after which i got engaged Uh-huh. But then, when the uh, when I was had to choose, when finally in all India I did get a good rank. But then, um, by then I had kind of developed liking towards surgical field. Okay. So again, I went back and opted for gynec, but this time in my Bangalore Medical College. So you jumped from JSS gynec to BMC gynec. Yes, that's what I did. Wow. Um, <laughs> so you, you did you spend almost like 3 4 months in JSS before you moved? Yes, 3 months I had spent. So how was uh, how was how was staying in uh, Bangalore for your post graduation? Did your husband move with you to Bangalore at that time? He was already in Bangalore. Uh-huh. He was doing his post graduation there in surgery, so I just went and joined. Uh-huh. And uh, I, Bangalore Medical College is quite chill type of college, you know. Unlike the other gynec departments, here uh, in Bangalore they were not very strict, and they used to be quite friendly with the post graduates. Even the workload was heavy, but then uh, the relationship between the unlike the other uh, places where you know the gynec department invariably they are not very nice with the post graduates. No, it was not like that. So it was a good time we had in Bangalore. Awesome. um and and you could still meet bharti and sujaya and and who else was yeah. there from our batch only these two i would meet okay bharti and sujaya and teju of course teju was in bangalore that time we used to go and meet her uh huh yeah and then and then uh, and then teju went back to belgaum i suppose to finish her uh, pg Yeah. That is what she said. Anyway, <laughs> she's uh, KG to PG. Uh, <laughs> um, now, after after Bangalore, now you are in Chennai. How did you end up in Chennai? Uh, my husband's family is from Chennai. Even though they are Udupi people, they are uh-huh. settled in Chennai. Okay. So 
when i got married only i knew i had to come back to chennai okay <laughs> okay that's how i went chennai so what what kind of practice do you do right now mine is a simple plain uh, this thing private practice uh-huh. we have a small hospital it's a 30 bedded hospital so okay. it is a private private hospital so i practice there so you you and your husband you run this hospital yes yes we both okay so 30 bedded hospital and your practice is completely based in that place so you admit your patients to yeah. your own hospital yeah that's how we do how, how is it let me tell, can you tell me how is it for a life in the life of a person who owns his own hospital i always thought that that is going to be quite challenging because you really cannot leave your hospital and go for a big vacation can you yeah that is a little uh, bit of a challenge also what happened was when i came in here uh-huh. initially it was little different because i already had a small son in my hand whom i had never raised my mom had taken care of him we i came to bang uh, chennai i didn't know how to i mean i had to learn all that aspect of life how to handle the house out my uh, my father in law was alone i my mom mother in law was no more so i had to take care of the house so first few months i had to learn how to manage in fact uh, i used to do a lot of mistakes my son fell down from uh, dining table what not he did so i had to literally learn all those things <laughs> and then after that um, uh, within a year i i mean when i joined in you kind of you know you feel if you are from colleges like bangalore medical college or mumbai you feel you have learned quite a bit there uh-huh so i was kind quite confident in starting my own private practice i started but uh, the very first case my patient had a cardiac stand still on table the first surgery that i did she arrested wow this was in your <laughs> hospital you are in a small yes. it, you, you already had that hospital you you are you are basically now having your first case and now you have a cardiac arrest yes that patient had come reported late it was an ectopic she was already in shock but uh, i had at that point of time all i knew was that i have to operate remove the ectopic and uh, control the hemostasis only then she has a chance to live wow okay so went in and it and my uh, luckily for me my father in law had told it since it is going to be my first case i'll be there in the theater the okay. anesthetist just just froze he couldn't do anything when there was arrest uh-huh. and my father in law took over he did the resuscitation cpr everything put her back and then did venous cut down i was like my god i could just see him how efficiently he was handling everything mm-hmm. and then after that i was uh, before i um, moved to bangalore i was for a, in bangalore i was working in an icu for 3 months Mm-hmm. i was forced to i mean because of this different different things that uh, of the government policies i was simply at all made to sit for 3 months that time i had joined in an icu this was prior so to I, you starting your gyn in uh, yes okay bangalore so, so just just to get the straight you were in jss for 3 months then you were waiting for your seat to be allotted and then you were in icu for bmc and then you did your gyn and then you went to chennai yes that's okay. that's how it was Okay. And then ICU was not in um, Bangalore Medical College it was in a it private hospital. It was in a private hospital. hospital. And now you are in this position where you have the first cardiac arrest and your father-in-law comes to the rescue. Yes, he did that. I mean after that uh, that patient developed ARDS so I was sitting with her literally sitting with her 
because she was my very first case i didn't want her to die and then finally she walked back home and it was it was really big relief for me then after that the next case that the next case i i saw one lady who was perimenopausal who was uh, had symptoms of uti i had given her medication and the next day she walks in totally blanched again i knew it is an ruptured ectopic uh-huh then again i had to wheel her in and do an emergency surgery that's when i realized no no this private practice is something different i need someone to mentor uh, some mentor i need i can't just start off like that uh-huh so i then went and joined one doctor uh, called dr geeta arjun uh-huh. i joined her team so i was with her for one year okay and she was from american board um, uh, doctor she was very good uh-huh i learned lot of uh, my, uh, my uh, clinical practice skills from her uh-huh after that i came back for one year i was with her then i came back and restarted the practice that's amazing so <laughs> so it's not like not like you did okay i did my M, M, you know um gyn uh, obgyn i'm i'm now qualified i'll do whatever it is but then you realize that you just wanted a little bit more confidence at, and and kind of supervised training so you went back again to do to do something with yeah. a more senior doctor that's amazing okay and then and then mm-hmm. after that i suppose it's been like the life of any other doctor working through any memorable patients you have yeah no after that i came back and i joined my father in law as an assistant uh-huh because uh, as i told you he was very good in his uh, surgical skills as well as overall he was very good uh-huh and he was a plastic surgeon so okay. i joined him uh-huh it was fun with to do all kinds of surgery with him then uh, he dropped a bombshell he said i'm quitting practice and i'm moving out of chennai okay so <laughs> both were new yeah any buddy new us in the society uh-huh. and just like that we had so many employees so we had to the we had to keep it going right he just left so we had to take it from there so the first 3 4 years it was a struggle so now not only are you managing your practice but you're also managing the hospital managing a business yes rather right. managing business was the biggest headache not at all oriented to the um, towards the economics of the hospital management so we had to literally break our heads was this even your hospital. husband even i suppose even your husband was was very similar in a similar kind yeah. of boat huh i mean he we both finished together in came right yeah so both were around the same vintage so both were equally uh equally new to this whole thing okay yes. and then you turned it around i suppose now um tell me about your hospital how is it now um, uh, we are on a very busy road on uh, in chennai it's uh-huh. called punamali every other third building is a hospital here oh, okay so it's a busy place so yeah it's quite and uh, you have to be relevant you have to be there yes uh-huh. it's it's not very easy but then it's okay it's equally rewarding as well that is awesome so tell me <laughs> about your husband you you got married um, immediately after i think you got married you tell you said you got married you got engaged when uh, when you finished your jnm jnmc right when you were um 
or I got engaged and I got married before even post graduation. Okay. What's his name? His name is uh, Ramesh. Ramesh. Okay. And and then and then he's a surgeon. Tell me, tell yeah. me, tell me something about him. Uh, he belongs to a family of achievers. He is like his grandfather was. Uh, the hospital is named after him. Uh-huh. His great was uh, he at those days they never gave medical degree for doctor I mean Indians so he had some licensed medical practitioner this okay. degree he LMP yeah I know yeah I, in those days I was asking how I, I, one man he has built so many things how did he manage to do that I, I he must have known his um, in and out he was a he was really good. He used to make presentations, go to uh, this thing, um, Andhra, Nellore, everywhere and do uh, presentations and try to, you know, make people aware that medical management is possible mm-hmm. for different diseases. That's how he built his clientele. He had three sons. Uh-huh. And one son, uh, for him, he built a hospital and for the second son, he built one hospital. And for the third son also, he built a diff- uh, one hospital. And he built houses for all his children. And then for our Kannada Sangha, and uh, he built a school. Then he has built one, uh, uh, this thing, uh, auditorium for the Karnataka people in, uh, for, in Chennai. He started uh, South Canada Brahmin Association. Wow. So this is your, your husband's grandfather? Great grandfather. Okay, okay. And then uh, his uh, one of his sons went to be become the speaker of uh, Tamil Nadu. He was a different. He also did a uh, lot of things. Then my he, my husband's grandfather. He was uh, FRCS. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a urologist, and he was working in MMC. Wow. Um, College as so, so your husband comes from almost like a like a family <laughs> of ad, um, medical aristocrats, right? So <laughs> at yeah. least, and then and no. then also someone, you know, a very well established family in medical medical field. Is that safe to say that? Amazing. Yeah, but then I feel that is too much of pressure on you. I understand. Yeah, it comes with the plus and minuses. Uh, You know, I think I understand that there is a pressure to kind of achieve more and more when you have that. Yeah, and and um, your you had your son. You said when you were doing your PG, is that right? Yes. It was an interesting thing. Bharti and I, both of us, were delivered in the same hospital. One day earlier, Bharti delivered. The next day, I delivered. (laughs) Bharti's son, Gaurav and Abhinav. Both uh-huh. are only one difference. One so day. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And in Bangalore. And the, you both were born in Bangalore. Okay. Tell me, what is your son's name? Abhinav. You said Abhinav. Is that right? Yes. Well, you know, and then you have a daughter as well. My daughter is Abhinav. Abhinav is uh, doing his med- second year medicine in Madras Medical College. The same place where his fa- grandfather went. As a okay. student, and then he was working as an honorary surgeon. There he is gone. Uh huh. And my daughter is in tenth standard. Yeah, does she also I mean, want to follow? Standard, does standard, she also huh? does she also want to become a doctor? The thing is, she is interested, but she doesn't want everyone. I mean, everyone keeps telling her, no, that you are also going to be a doctor. What? So she, 
I don't know. She's confused. So it's a little. We have left her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Uh, so tell me about your children. So Abhinav is doing second year MBBS. How? 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 What? You know? Does he have any hobbies? Yeah, he likes to play guitar. Uh huh. And wow. then he. Yes, he okay. is fully into music. Uh-huh. And then now his uh, current obsession is bodybuilding. And then <laughs> he's struggling to meet the protein requirement being a vegetarian. Every day he'll be doing research on that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's yeah. how it is. <laughs> so he wants to build his body, he's learning guitar, and he's now having challenges of being a vegetarian. Tell him that I am a vegan vegetarian. and it has never stopped us from doing anything. So <laughs> Okay, I'll tell him to connect with you then. <laughs> <laughs> Protein is not a problem. Um, and and what about your daughter? What are her hobbies? She loves football. She was uh, her school football champion for a while. Uh-huh. Captain also was. And then she like I mean she's more of outdoor person. My son likes like to be indoor. This girl uh-huh. wants to go out all the time, and she is more tomboyish. And then she's also learning Bharatnatyam. Amazing. Amazing. Whether she's interested or she's just doing, but she's learning. Did you also, Sukhada, while growing up, learn any of these kind of arts, like Bharatanatyam or something? No, no, I didn't learn Bharatanatyam, but then uh, I used to paint. You used, used to paint? To do, yes. Uh-huh. Oil and canvas. We oil? all of the... Oil on canvas. There was one period, I think in second MBBS, when we were literally free. So uh-huh. all of, many of us in the hostel, in RC hostel, we all had taken up painting. Akshata, myself, Bharti. We have, we had done a lot of paintings then. Do you still have them? Or pictures my of them? Elder, my elder sister has taken and she's put it in all, her, in her house in US. So it's not with me anymore. <laughs> you should ask her to at least send pictures of them so that we can see it. <laughs> and share share yeah. it in the Facebook or WhatsApp groups for us. You know, it'll be good fun to kind of reconnect with those pictures. Um, in your day to day practice, um, uh, yeah. uh, Sukhadat. So, so, so I know that you actually have to run the hospital as well, either medical or administrative. What is the biggest challenge that you face? Administrative. Not medical. I'm quite happy with doing being a doctor, just seeing my patients and going. But the other things, the small, small things, every uh-huh. day, managing is not very easy. So that takes up quite a bit of time. Yes. Is there a pattern? To... Is there any one particular kind of problem that crops up all the time that you that you face? Extracting work from people is the biggest challenge. Uh-huh. Basically, most of them are not passionate about it and constantly trying to get inspire them and make them realize how important their role is that needs some time and this is not doctors alone you are talking about you are talking about the nurses the ward staff everyone right yes okay that is, but do you have a, do you have the same problem with with kind of managing other doctors like this uh, other doctors, fortunately, are consultants. We have not hired them. Uh-huh. So they are more so, like a contract. Yeah. So okay. that I don't have. So that yeah. is okay. Only nurses and the ward boys and theater staff. All this is my problem. Uh, yeah. So have you come Managing. up with any kind of any kind of tricks to make that work a little better? 
Any tips for other uh, hospital owners? Uh, more than tips, it is just that, you know, you can't have a laid back approach. You need to monitor. You can't just hand over the job, you know, have a supervisor, let him do. No, they will not. You'll uh-huh. have to keep an eye on everything. You need to and keep an eye on everything. Okay. Have to keep one kind of timetable or a schedule, you know, that, okay, on Mondays I'll do this, Tuesdays I will do that. Something like that. You have to keep something. Only then it will go be pretty smooth if you are having one one schedule or and surprise checks. Yeah. I think it will work. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always going to be a challenge, right? So I think motivation of people um, is, yeah. is the same. It's the same kind of challenge everywhere, whether you're in India or whether it, whether you're in healthcare or or any other field. Uh, the biggest problem is that. Yeah. And so, and so, and so, and so it's kind of funny because I am um, currently finishing off my, uh, one of my postgraduate courses where we talk about this a lot. Um, okay. and, and it is, uh, it is interesting. Now, <clears throat> I think the HR is the max, no people management skill as the most the important. It is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get to motivate people and keep the good talent and, uh, and stuff like that. So what are your plans for your hospital and yourself over the next five to 10 years? The thing is, I think after uh, five to 10 years, I want to explore the world. I want to hand over my work to someone else. Your son is getting ready. wants to pursue this kind of clinical medicine because he keeps telling different, different things each day. Uh Uh, Some days he's not cut out for just seeing one patient and treating. It's not my cup of tea. He has taken up medicine, but at the same time, he feels it is a dumb job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still young, and I, I I used to always blame my dad for putting me into medicine till I uh, even I I didn't <laughs> like really settle down. Uh, yeah, um, so explore the world. What do you mean by that? Travel or I like history. I watch a lot of these documentaries on different different aspects of the history. So I would like to see places that are connected. Uh huh all these kind of historical significance. I want to see all those places. So you want to go explore with your husband, other, other, other places in the, in, in the world and stuff like that. So Sukhada, I'll ask you another question. So, um, you know, to me, you have always kind of, you know, symbolized one of those very, you called yourself nerdy, but I call studious, um, you know, at least, you know, very dutiful to your studies and everything and, and doing very well in your, um, undergraduation, but also very well in your post-graduation and medical practice. So academically, you're kind of, you know, done everything in uh, flying colors um, and everything. And in your personal life, um, also, you, you seem to have done very well. You know, you've brought up two very um, successful children. Um, what What is your goal personally uh, for the next five to 10 years apart from traveling? Is there anything else that you want to do? Actually, I have learned now, as you rightly told, I used to you call it studious, but I did feel at some point of time that I'm too much into uh, reading and all that. I, I felt, you know, I should learn to live life. Uh-huh. There was some time I felt 24 bar 7, I need to be occupied. I have to do something or the other. I couldn't sit even half a day without doing anything. Yeah. That's realized I have to learn to just live. Live yeah. like a beautiful flower. Live, yeah. just that's it. 
and you seem to, and you seem to have done that because you know i remember you started running running 5 kilometers half marathons and everything is that right can you tell me about that how did you get the time all that uh, sukada that you knew of earlier i am not the same person i have lot of free time because i have managed my time very well i have uh-huh. limited working hours i have uh, time for my running i have time to catch up with friends i have div- divided my day so you have so managed your time very well yes, you have actually have- somehow and what is the secret to that because a lot of us want to learn from it i have joined a running group okay. so we have a schedule for it we run thrice a week mm-hmm. and we have strength sessions twice a week one yoga session and sometimes cycling the group does it or their others are very regular i end up doing uh, around uh, 15 10 15 days a month but that's good enough that is awesome instead of that's yeah. how i manage because of, because of my erratic working schedule because of being a gynec otherwise if it were if ever any other department i would have had a proper uh, time table for it but then so many times we have early morning deliveries night midnight deliveries yeah. so i may not i those days i wouldn't be able to go but otherwise we have a proper schedule for it and those uh, it's a good uh, circle of friends we all uh, do uh, go for runs we go to different places also for the runs i haven't ventured for uh, more than half man- marathon because i have photosensitivity so i'm little scared that i will get sunburn So okay. only till half marathon by then 7:30 the sun doesn't harm me then i will stop the run that's it so you are done by 7:30 in the morning your runs yes awesome uh, i wish i can get back into that kind of discipline so <laughs> what you actually told is basically that you have a very disciplined kind of a very scheduled planned life which is amazing and i think that is why you are so successful just not in your in your academics but also in your personal personal um kind of space you know um you are making it sound very successful but there are enough number of days i do feel i didn't do much i remember in fact i met viresh nakani said ee iron calcium tablet bari lika ni ela rank tagonde but that is nakton's humor for you <laughs> so, he always had a great sense of humor do you have any kind of guiding principles like you know which which help you take decisions um see the thing is uh, i uh, i want our hospital to be a place wherein uh, we could a good give a good quality care but at the same time don't punch up hole in the patient's pocket yeah. what i see is the bills are become i mean hospital bills are rising increasing in an exponential manner i don't know why they charge like that but then they do charge uh-huh. the star charges are pretty stiff so i'm trying to keep it little low uh-huh of course uh, here and there i do get comments that why are you keeping the charges so low but then i don't want to simply at all uh, increase the ta- um, an hospital tariff or the doctor's fees i yeah. want to be there for the patients in fact i wanted to do join the government service because mm. i had to pay back i have i've been a government student throughout Yeah. the government has spent on me so i wanted to pay back i did go for uh, those exam- i mean to join here but they unfortunately they have taken off this honorary post in uh, tamil nadu uh-huh. now if you want to join you'll have to give those uh, exams and tamil language is compulsory so i had to learn that also and plus they don't put in chennai they'll ask you to work in periphery yeah 
this was just not practical for me so then i went to join the to join the charity hospitals uh, there i tried uh, i gave my uh, resume and there was called up for the interview but then as i told you i had a small boy at home it mm-hmm. was then in those days the servant lady never turned up to take care of my child when the when i was when scheduled was to go for an yeah so then i had i realized this is also not going to work for me because no i can't just leave my son here and there so i had to take a back seat and stay back at home that is kind so of somehow, yeah somehow it didn't work at all but then yes some point of time i want to pay back i can't be just but i think even if, private practice i mean even having that kind of sense of service or need to serve people um will probably guide you to do the right thing right? some so point you, of time yes. i'll be able to do it it's just that you know right now my responsibility is to be relevant in this competitive field yeah. if you can see i had struggled i have struggled to build up my name here but uh-huh. my name is sukada it is not very easy to pronounce so a lot of them assume it is sudha uh huh just three buildings away one uh, doctor called dr sudha built her new hospital yeah and so, so the patients there. were confusing confused yeah. and yeah. then just after uh, this was about 6 years ago last to last year they built one hospital by name dr sudha's hospital oh okay so you can imagine <laughs> yeah. so right now i'm still you know in that phase wherein i have to be relevant and i have to be putting my time and effort in the hospital at uh-huh. some point of time when things are little easy i want to give back yeah wow i mean i never thought that such small things like names matter such a big deal in uh, no, in i know practice. because the patients that came and told me madam did you open a new hospital it's very I nice wish, to see you grow i <laughs> wish we all in medical school had at least one subject on marketing and and I... management of the hospitals you know because a lot of our friends if you think about it in our batch actually are entrepreneurs including you guys right so you, you actually have your own practice everyone is doing their own private but none of us know how to kind of plan uh a finance for these places where to go for loans how do you manage people nothing uh, it's just it's just pure so, science yes it's definitely <laughs> so, needed yeah um anyway uh sukada one last question yes um, so what advice would you give the sukada if you go back in time to the one who was joining mbbs at that time Okay I'll tell you one thing I wanted to be an IAS officer not a MBBS doctor at all Uh-huh and it was my dad when I got medical seat like you know you can imagine how it will be the whole school and the whole college will celebrate and then everybody kind of say that oh you have got the general merit you need to go Yeah that's when my dad he did push me to medicine but he said you need to have a degree before you get into IAS yeah. you have to do in any case some degree why not do medicine when you have got it Uh-huh. That's how I ended ended up being a doctor. Okay. But now if you ask me I will tell her after MBBS please go back to your IAS because I think I am I would have been much happier you know managing this corona thing at that level. So you would have had a larger impact you think at the corona yes. because of the corona virus. I, I obviously I see all these health secretaries and everybody they are all MBBS plus yeah. IAS right? Yeah. So we I could have I I mean the kind of person I am who I would I would have definitely done well in that field I guess I'm sure I would have I'm done sure. that I'm sure yeah so that's kind of um, <laughs> uh, that's a total kind of revelation you know so what what I what I get from you is is that real sense of service that actually drives you you know whether you want to keep their 
costs low for your patients or try to join government service or trying having this kind of thing about owing to the to the people because they actually took care of your studies and stuff like that that's awesome um it's been it's been great because i mean there's a lot to learn from each other and uh, uh thanks a lot for being being our friend Debra, uh, i wanted to tell you something else as well uh-huh. see i came up with this uh, uh, some uh, in denmark apparently they uh-huh. have something called as a human library yeah wherein you know uh, you can just borrow time of some uh, people and talk to them and just i mean you can choose whomever you want to talk to right whatever you are doing now is kind of a digital library of our uh, uh, classmates it is nice to hear you have done a very I, good job no no thank you very much i mean it's not just for me like i am borrowing time from you like <laughs> it's a kind of a <laughs> it's kind of a library for me and i'm actually freeloading on a lot of these things but i also kind of hope that this becomes a record not just for ourselves but let's say your son or your daughter listens to it at some point and say okay my my mom's story because i really don't know what my mom went through you know if i had heard um my mom tell about her life i would learn a lot right so this is a this is just an effort to say okay there is human behind all these names so let's let's mm-hmm. try to know about them <laughs> and and you have no idea how much i have enjoyed um these things so far um and and it's been great uh thank you very much for coming on thanks a lot